Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have the Dark Princess, Jen. Jen, how you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Uh, also have Jeff, Baron Fang from the Point Street Podcast. Evening. Yeah. And today's movie is Godzilla. I'm not going to... I don't think I have to have say anything else. You all know what movie I'm talking about, clearly, when I say Godzilla, <laughs> and no other identifiers <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah, why, why bother paring why, it down? Right? Why bother explaining it? God's, no, it's the 2014 Godzilla, not to be confused with about 40 other films that were simply entitled <laughs> Godzilla. Uh, just to get this out of the way, Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast, and as you know... We will try to keep it to the movie at hand, but anything that has been released is considered fair game and on the table. All right, so I had two things I really wanted to see in this movie. One was Brian Cranston, and the other was Godzilla. <laughs> and I felt like I didn't get to see a whole lot of either one of those things in this movie. I, I don't know. Maybe that was just me. What'd you guys think? Uh, I I, act, I actually kind of liked what they did with Brian Cranston's character. Um, I, I thought I you know he's you know being the the guy that was right yeah. <laughs> and, and that was justified and um, that that whole line about I th- was am I correct that that's he's it's going to send us back to the Stone Age line was that was a trail that was in the trailer I'm yeah pretty that sure was in the I remember trailer. that see yeah. I I actually uh, I actually kind of thought it was just the right amount I just, but what, I have to admit I still had a bit of a when they zipped him into the body bag I was like oh <laughs> I was I wasn't well, expecting that yeah it's like he was in the trailers an awful lot <laughs> for because um, you know he's in the trailer so much but then like Aaron Taylor Johnson who was the actual lead yeah uh, up until the moment where I was sitting down and watching this movie I didn't know he was in this movie no no me neither in fact I, I I haven't I seen him in anything else. I don't else. know that I've seen him in anything else exactly. I can um, probably Google it. but uh, I, I think um, probably he's most famous uh, this day and age for Kick-Ass. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as for how much Godzilla's in it, um, yeah, it I, I feel, yes, he, there could have been more Godzilla on screen. However, I think they kind of did that on purpose to set the stage for gratuitous Godzilla in the follow-ups. Right. So, I mean, I know it was intentional. Yeah. It wasn't accidental. But, I mean, some of yeah. it is, you know, they, they need to build up for him so much, so much. But you're almost an hour into this movie before Godzilla even shows up. And then, and this this was driving me nuts, and I have I have seen people do reviews, so I know that I am late to the bus on this one. But I mean, every single time, like it's, it seems like every time Godzilla's about to do something, like Godzilla shows up and he's like rawr, or in his Godzilla scream, which I can't do, and maybe I'll put one in there when I edit this. I don't know. <laughs> But when Godzilla does his scream, and then, you know, the Motu shows up, and the Motu does his thing, you're like, oh boy, I'm about to see these guys throw down. And then, like, cut to the next day, and they're talking about, like, wow, that was some fight last night in Honolulu, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there looking at my screen, and I'm honestly thinking, like, yeah, yeah, boy, it's a a good thing I'm not watching this movie or anything where I'd want to see that. (laughs) I don't, to me, I kind of liked... And I'm someone who gets very impatient with movies. I have movie ADD, so if I get I get bored very quickly. But to me, the fact that there was enough tension where I wasn't getting bored, and I'm sure part of that has to do with the fact that I've loved Godzilla since I was a little kid, and I was just so mm-hmm. excited to see him again in a new movie. And I was just on the edge of my seat until I did see him. And then once I did, it made all the weight worth it. And to me, it almost built it up and made that even more gratifying. And I think that all of the scenes that we did see with him were so good and so over the top that I didn't want too much of that. I would have felt like I would have been overkill for the first new Godzilla. Like, 
by all means, the next one, if they want to start it right off the bat, fine. But, but it was like an epic return, and I was okay with that buildup. Yeah, I just think, the reason I think I maybe wanted to see him up there a little bit sooner is because the, the sooner you can show that this is not the 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. the faster you, yeah. just, just show him right at the beginning and go like, see, totally different. We're not, we're not yeah. playing that game now. You can forget yeah. about that one. That one got us, that got us, I say us being Americans, made fun of <laughs> not one, but oh, two God. Japanese Godzilla movies. I think Godzilla 2000, they made fun of us. And then in Godzilla World Tour, they made fun of us again. And they have every right. They sure do, yeah. And in Godzilla World Tour, I think Godzilla actually literally killed our Godzilla. And it took them, like, two seconds to do. Like, like they bought the rights, like, straight up. Like, like, uh... Can we please kill him? You know what I mean? Like, they bought him just so they could kill him. And then in the, uh, in 2000... I think there was some throwaway line where, because there was a Godzilla tracking unit or something, and they said, "Hey, wasn't uh, didn't Godzilla strike New York?" And like one of the guys is, "No, that was just something else." But the Americans don't know what they're talking about, and they just called it Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And you're just shaking your head, and you're like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're sorry about that." Sorry about that. <laughs> that was our fault. My uh, bad. Yeah, so kind of nice to see Godzilla like doing stuff and being Godzilla. And, mm-hmm. you know, Looking maybe, like maybe sounding like Godzilla. Yeah. Facing off against monsters and not Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick. <laughs> I don't know. Call me I'm a purist, <laughs> but I just yeah. think Matthew Broderick doesn't really strike me as, as a worthy opponent. Too much. And none oh. of the little baby Godzilla raptor scenes. Oh, God. Oh, those are terrible. But anyway, we are not talking about that movie. We're talking about <laughs> this movie. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, so this movie now the director is Gareth Edwards. I have to be honest with you, I had never heard of this guy until he was assigned to this movie. I even look at his yeah. IMDb page because I'm like, oh, so who is this guy? And I'm looking, like, I, I have, I have no clue. Yeah, any yeah. any of this stuff like, yeah, Heroes and Villains TV documentary. No, I didn't see it. Like the movie Monsters, didn't see it. Like the first, yeah. honestly, the first thing on this guy's IMDb that I've seen is Godzilla. Yeah, and Who he's he also bribe? doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing some uh some Star Wars thing. Yeah, and then the once standalone, yeah, yeah, and then when that's done, he's gonna do uh, Godzilla two because mm. I think they they've yeah. straight up said this is gonna be a, a trilogy at the very least, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I uh so while there was no monsters that we truly recognized in this one, the Motus were uh, unique for this movie, which I think it is fine. I I know some people just wanted to see. Maybe some of the monsters that we've come to see over the years, but I think start just introduce Godzilla first. Yep. And yeah. then then yeah. then you can worry about giving enough appropriate screen time to some of these other monsters. Yeah, because uh, if you're gonna do an origin story, you kind of have to make the villain of it. Uh, villain. <laughs> you gotta you gotta kind of make the opponent in it. You you can't. Um, you can't you you can't waste an opportunity to use one of the big names like a Mothra or Rodan or whatever in the in the first one and just you know yeah. have them like and yes the you know the the Mutos were a worthy opponent uh, as a pair but uh, I I think it'd be crazy not to you know save those bigger ones for the, for the oh, follow up yeah. keep keep those uh, for the sequels because you got let's see you mentioned Mothra and Rodan which are two big ones which I think oh uh, uh, legendary actually licensed for the new movies. And yeah. I want to say, who's the third? The king, uh, King Probably Gamora? Ghidorah. Ghidorah, Ghidorah. yeah. Yeah. Who's known as something else in North America, and even though I've only ever seen the North American versions of these movies, I still kind of know him <laughs> as King Ghidorah, and I don't know why. 
Well, it's a proper name anyway, so we'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's what I'm going with. Uh, notably absent is one of my personal favorites, which is Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll save that one for movie four when they jump yeah. the shark. But straight to video, <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> he can I, go back to making fun of us. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know what, Mecha Godzilla can make funnable, and if they're gonna do Mothra, I have to say you need to, you need to get twin geisha singers. <laughs> to sing Mothra onto the scene when Mothra shows up. You have to. You have to do it. Find some yeah. way to make that happen. You know, maybe Mothra just happens to show up when two Geisha girls are singing a song, and that's how it I don't care. You yeah. need to. That's... Work it Work it into, like, the, the Japan equivalent of, like, Japan Idol. And yeah. They're like, a, they're like a twin act. <laughs> they're yeah, the, and then yeah. Mothra just happens to, like, crash the studio. <laughs> yeah. You have there to you find go. some way. Listen, I, I, I know nothing about Mothra. Or I shouldn't say no. I've seen the movies. But I remember nothing about Mothra outside of those two singers. <laughs> that is by far the most memorable part of it. I I agree. You know, this was kind of back in the uh, Godzilla in in his early days was. It is a he, right? Is Godzilla male? I don't remember. Yes. I I think yeah. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Yeah, Godzilla in in his early days uh, was a little cheesy. You know, when it was the dude in the suit. Sure. Uh, I still remember. I think the first movie came out. Wasn't it in fifty four? Fifty four. Yeah. 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 And then in fifty six. They added scenes and released it. Uh, they in, added scenes with Raymond Burr yeah. and released it in North America. And then yeah, Raymond Burr actually came back in another sequel, which they did the same thing, is they took the Japanese movie and then they added additional scenes with Raymond Burr coming back. And once again, <laughs> it's the continuity is convoluted. So it, I, I think it, so there's something to be said for eventually saying, okay, all that other stuff happened. We're going to make something new now. Mm. And Godzilla is still Godzilla, and he's still going to do the atomic breath and all that other stuff. But we're just we're we're going to try to get rid of the history. And they they did for some for some intents and purposes they did acknowledge the history in that Godzilla first started showing up in 1954. The 50s, yeah. Now the uh, the explanation was ridiculous in that <laughs> it was the USS Nautilus that woke him up because of the nuclear power on board, and they're like, oh, because he went down to the depth, and and I'm thinking. The Nautilus, now it's a museum now, it's welded to a pier somewhere in Connecticut, and you can go on it, and I've been on it. It was not a deep submergence vessel, so mm. it really couldn't go all that deep. Like, was Godzilla just hanging at just a couple feet under the surface? He's a light sleeper, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, he's, I, I, I really would have thought that maybe it would have taken more to wake Godzilla, but that's apparently all it took <clears throat> So it was a I little really ridiculous. Thought, yeah, you I, know, I really was expecting something like, oh, well, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs woke him up and, or something like that. But yeah, uh, the, the explanation they came, at, came up with for the 50s was not, I don't know, not very convincing. Uh, nor was the yeah. footage very interesting. I think, did we see like the tops of a couple of spines sticking out of one explosion in some of that? Like, yeah, there was, I mean, right at the very beginning, they showed that they were ex trying to blow him up, which that was what they ended up saying is all of our atomic testing was actually just trying to blow up Godzilla, <laughs> which I, you, you shake your head because you're like, you know, we also, we, we set off a bunch of those in, uh, in the desert. Mm. Was Godzilla in the desert? Maybe mm. he was. I don't know. Anyway, uh, huge presence by the United States Navy in this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, apparently, and I, I, I've, I heard this through the grapevine, and uh, by the grapevine I mean on Wikipedia, <laughs> but I guess they wanted the Marines to be more involved, and the Marines were all upset that it was the Navy, and so they, 
they wouldn't be involved. And you're thinking, like, uh, you know, eventually, you you run that chain up high enough. You guys do join. Like, your yeah. your two branches do come together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Secretary of the Navy is is where they join. So yeah, it's pretty high up. But still, yeah. like, well, we're not going to be in some Navy movie. Yeah. Really? We can get Sony and Marvel to cooperate. Surely we can get the <laughs> Navy and the Marine Corps. At, at this point, nothing's off the table. Sony and Marvel were able to shake hands. I, I, I'm not ruling out that Warner Brothers and Disney are going to get together <laughs> and finally do a JLA Avengers movie. And I would watch that movie as whatever. Like that movie is just your license to print money at that point. And you got to do it. You do it just like Roger Rabbit. You let Disney handle everything and just give them the rights to the characters. Yeah. Let them run with it. You let them do it. You just say, here's our character. And you have whatever stipulations you want. Like Thor and Superman need equal screen time and Captain America and Batman need equal screen time, whatever. You know, but anyway, what movie are we talking about? Go oh, Godzilla. Yeah. Man, we are going all off the deep end. So here's yeah, here's another are. character from the movie. I am a little bit embarrassed about this. Is uh so Dr. Ashiro Sirizawa, who uh was okay. named after uh one of the characters from the original movie, I believe, that was Dr. Daisuke Sirizawa. Uh. uh he uh was played by Ken Watanabe. I did not recognize Ken Watanabe in this film, and I am a huge Ken Watanabe fan. And yeah. the whole time, I'm thinking, like, this guy looks so familiar. And yeah. I came to realize I have never seen Ken Watanabe in a movie with hair before. Yeah, no, I was about to say that's why I didn't recognize him. Well, two reasons. One, the hair thing mm-hmm. took me a while. Uh, the second thing was I- I'm a fan of Ken Watanabe, too. I always considered him to be a rather imposing physical specimen. Particularly yes. remembering back to uh, Last Samurai, mm-hmm. he was—he seemed like a haggard, tiny, a little of schlubby. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess credit to him as an actor because yeah, every time I see Ken Watanabe, he owns the the room he's in. Yeah, and then suddenly he's in this scene where like no one's listening to him, and you're like, you're almost like, well, yeah. that can't be Ken Watanabe because otherwise people would be listening to the guy. Yeah, I I, I was I was shocked. Like I thought, wow, how can he not be towering over over everybody in his yeah. presence? But yeah, and the, but it, yeah, the main thing was the hair and possibly the spectacles. That uh, yeah, I just, I didn't recognize him, and he was in the movie an awful lot as well. Yeah. He should be. I mean, he's he's a great actor to have, and he's a good guy to get around. Um, yeah. Brian Krantz. Now, I'm just going to talk. We've already kind of mentioned Brian Krantz and, and his character, but he has probably one of the most powerful scenes in the movie. Oh God. <clears throat> Uh, absolutely impractical from an actual operation standpoint. <laughs> but this powerful scene where he has to lock Very. his wife into what I I have to imagine is the reactor compartment of this thing. I, it's the setup of this reactor is is something that I was really having a hard time following. But they set up and then he's doing it because this radioactive steam was was coming towards him. And mm. so he shuts the whole thing, and then his wife shows up at the door, and she's she's A-OK, because she's wearing her radiation suit. By the way, folks at home, let's just disclaimer here. <laughs> Those are not radiation suits. Those are contamination suits. They don't stop radiation. And they, you know what else they don't stop? Steam. Steam, yeah. <laughs> so the idea that you know she would be locked in the reactor compartment that she went into when it was hot for some reason... And then the radioactive steam busts out because she went in when it was hot, again, for some reason. And then she gets sealed in, and then she can be standing there, encased in steam, which I gotta imagine is several hundred <laughs> degrees hot. Yeah. And is A-OK, and then was able to take her, her hood off, which, mm. I mean, the magical hood that had somehow been stopping the radioactive steam this whole time, in order to, you know, say goodbye 
And yeah. she stands there and is not being scolded and burned and is not screaming. Yeah. You you ignore all that other stuff. Very powerful moment. Yeah. I mean, the only it thing was. that could have improved it is if she'd slapped a Vulcan sign onto the window yeah. and like the, slid the down. The needs slowly. of the many away. <laughs> the needs of the few. All jokes aside, that scene, like, I was ready to cry right off the bat. Like, damn, this it's, movie's going to be pretty emotional. That was a it, very good scene. It's and a very I strong scene. I don't have scene. the knowledge yeah. that you have, so none of that would have occurred to me yeah see the problem the problem with with me me my engineer mind looks at this stuff and is thinking like i'm trying to piece together how this reactor works as i'm watching it (laughs) and the whole time i'm thinking like that's so impractical yeah like why would he just send them in there when it's it was just it didn't seem like it was real enough for me and so i i had a a bit of an issue with that other i mean i recognize the scene was good but I'm still upset about the whole idea that the suits are somehow blocking radiation. <laughs> they don't do that. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's just me. That's how I look at all these movies. When, whenever I see, like, mechanical parts or things like this, I, I think about how these things would actually work. And there was a lot of that going on in this movie that had me... And and I, I drive myself nuts. I pause the movie when these things happen. <laughs> I will sit here and pause the movie and be like, now these pipes in the background, what do you think those are for? <laughs> and then something oh. stupid will happen. And I'm like, okay, so let me think. Is this even plausible? Could this happen this way? I don't think it could. Like you know, I, I yeah, Go ahead. Go. No, I, I just thinking more about how you were disappointed that he wasn't in it more. I understand why, because he's a very good actor. And like you said, they did... Mm-hmm promote that he was going to be in it a lot in the trailer but i think with movies like this especially like a godzilla movie i prefer lesser known actors and actresses in it Hmm. and i think it's kind of better that he had a smaller role because i don't want anyone to stand out too much and even though i've never watched breaking bad like he's just so recognizable that to me that would have stood out a little too much Hmm. i really like that i didn't know aaron taylor johnson elizabeth olsen i've seen in one horror movie loved her in it called silent house but she didn't um, do a whole lot of anything. Right, and, that, it, and she that wasn't was, too big of a star either. But, and that was, I actually I have a pretty big issue with that, is that, you know, you set up the, this guy's family, and Sam goes to a shelter, and then Elizabeth Olsen spends the rest of the movie just reacting to whatever building she's in getting crushed by Godzilla or the Motus, like they're drawn to her by some kind of magic. <laughs> Get the wife. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, and that's all she basically was doing, was just kind of, whatever, wherever she was, was getting threatened by something or someone. I just yeah. thought, you know, Elizabeth Olsen is way more talented than what you've given her to do in this movie. Yeah. So, the female part was a bit underwritten, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I, have, to, I have to say, with a comment towards the wider cast in general, um, most everyone in it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that, that that this movie did that I was pretty happy about was the, the thing that puts me off about most disaster movies uh, is the tendency to have a huge sprawling cast that they have to spend all sorts oh, of time yeah. bouncing back and forth to, mm-hmm. and they did, and, and then and happily they didn't do that in this movie. They, yeah. they, you know, like that was one of the things I despised about Independence Day was how they had to jump oh, around to this guy and this guy and this and guy. everyone's doing their own thing, but they're all interconnected. Uh, yeah, and here it basically came down to it was like, well, you had Ford who was out there just trying to get back. And fortunately, he's apparently the only EOD guy left on the entire West Coast because <laughs> he keeps getting lumped along for all these missions. But, I mean, you know, that's, that's what you do. Uh, yeah. So he's just trying to get back. And then you get all the folks that are on, on the boat 
I say on the boat, but I think they ended up hitting land at some point. The timetable of the movie was a little iffy for me. Yeah, yeah. Because it seemed like they they hit landfall, but I'm pretty sure they hit landfall at some point after they set the 90-minute timer on those nukes, but they still had time to organize the halo drop. And yeah. I think the timetable was probably the result of all the rewrites this movie saw. Because <laughs> it saw a lot of rewrites. Yeah, I, I I was reading that. And I was like, it doesn't it doesn't have the stench of movies that typically. Yeah. Have, I mean, have yeah, it's have. it's not Batman Returns. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's definitely a lot of different flavors and things that that show up and then resolve and it, there is a little bit of that and I think some of that is all right. So where are they actually right now? Are they on the boat? I don't know if they're on the boat yet. And now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the carrier they were on, wasn't that, didn't they actually label that as the USS Saratoga? Saratoga, yeah. Now, because I'm me, I, Did you figure I out popped, how fast it was? No, I, I actually, I popped onto there. the internet. The, <laughs> the USS Saratoga was decommissioned in 1994. Why, then why would they, why would they use it then? Like The, the, the only thing I'm thinking of, and, and this is just me, you know, shrugging my shoulders, because this one's, this is, is another, this, uh, the Saratoga has been decommissioned, it's another ship that is welded to the pier, and it is its own museum, and you can go to it in Rhode Island. <laughs> Maybe uh, they didn't want to use the name of something that's actually active now. My my only thought was that um, since the Motus were going after nuclear power, they wanted to use a non-nuclear powered naval carrier, yeah. and the Saratoga yeah. was not nuclear powered. So, yeah. Yeah. otherwise, Godzilla, when it was oh. swimming along next to it, would have turned and yeah. taken a out of it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you know, because I I did have that original thought, and this is when I went back and checked because. When they talk about like when the uh, when the Motu gets the uh, the Akula sub right outside Hawaii, Akula is a Russian sub. So hey Russians, how about you stop spying on Hawaii? Huh? <laughs> yeah. You see how well that worked out for you? Yeah. So when the Motu's ch- chomping on it, I'm thinking to myself like, why wouldn't the Motu go to the carrier? Because the carrier would have had a nuclear reactor, right? I'm pretty sure they all do now. So then I, I went back and I looked and like the USS Saratoga. So that's why I did what I did and looked it up to think like. <laughs> Is that, you know, I think, does the Navy have any carriers out there that aren't nuclear at this point? I don't know. So I, I started, I went to good old Wikipedia. So this might be true, might not be true. But they said it was decommissioned in 94. So now I'm just shaking my head going, just just use one of the ones that they actually filmed on. Like, you can look that up. They filmed on a couple of active active carriers. They just said it was the Saratoga. <laughs> Maybe the uh, maybe in this alternative timeline, the Saratoga was seconded to this organization that hunts moon yeah. specifically because it doesn't have nuclear. Maybe uh, it was like it was propulsion. decommissioned. Wink, wink. Mm. So then, so that makes me wonder in the in this in the Godzilla universe, what a uh, what is the ship that's welded to the pier as museum in Rhode Island? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's 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 enough nitpicking about those things. Like this is just again, if it wasn't if it was anybody else who didn't care enough to look it up, that'd be one thing. But it's me, and so I'm I'm actually trying to follow the science of the movie, and that's my number one issue. Yeah, is I I gotta stop doing that. But anyway, <laughs> so so let's talk the Mutos for briefly. I I don't. Is there anyone else in the cast you really want to discuss? I don't think anybody really stood out to me outside of them. They're competent. Um. <laughs> I, what well, a backhanded thing to say! Well, I, I mean, no, you, nobody else. You were terrible. Else, nobody else really stood out to me, to be honest. I mean, I, I, rec- I know Julia Binoche, but yeah. you know they used her to kill her off in yeah. five minutes, and so uh, yeah, I they, guess you guys yeah. were good at not screwing the movie up. 
I think I recognize the admiral, maybe. <laughs> but see, again, like I don't, I don't want huge recognizable people. I, to me, it's a Godzilla movie, and he's the big star, and that's it. And I don't really care that much about the people. Maybe that sounds really sad, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you you have a the problem with all of these movies, and I say these movies. I'm not just strictly strictly talking Godzilla, but movies where you have these larger than life entities in them is that you need to kind of create these human characters for you to nominally follow. They, you know, and they have to do this with horror movies all the time. And it's like nobody cares about the teenagers who are going on the overnight trip down to the cabin. They mm-hmm. care about Jason. However, if you don't have these characters, Jason's got nothing to do. Yeah, and nobody's absolutely. reacting to Jason. And now it's just some dude in the woods with a mask. And nobody wants to see that movie. <laughs> Well, no, I think the cast was really, I think the cast was really well put together, and I think everyone did a really good job. I have no complaints. I just yeah, no, yeah. I actually I did I did like Ford in this movie. Uh, Eric oh, Taylor Johnson, yeah, I, I, I think perfect. Mm-hmm. I think he was good. Now, uh, Joseph Gor- Joseph Gordon Levitt, I should say, he was actually offered the part and he turned it down. Yeah, uh, I heard that. I kind of laughed. Yeah. I, I think he would have. I think he would have done fine with it. I don't think it would have been too much of an issue. But I, I thought it made a lot more sense to have a younger man who is uh, more, you know, towards the start of his military career. Joseph Jordan Levitt has got to be a good ten years older than this guy. Yeah. So, so I they, think uh, it was a better I think, choice. Yeah, Ford was. Uh, they called him. He's a lieutenant, right? Mm, yeah, and the yeah. age, the age, giving given how long was his father? Uh, sorry, it was meant to be Fif- fifteen years 15 after. Years, yeah. So yeah, you could you could believe him. Yeah, he was like what twenty five, I guess. He's twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, he the actor's twenty four. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the character was meant. No, to be I don't remember how old um Sam was the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It wasn't in a whole lot. But yeah, I I liked him in it. In fact, I I liked him in this more than some other stuff that he's been in. Uh, he, he's actually gonna. I'm gonna give him a plug. He's coming up in the new Avengers movie too. He plays Quicksilver. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. So I I recently rewatched uh, the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier where they, they show Quicksilver at, in the what, the first stinger for that movie. I said spoilers. All right, listen, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a stinger. Just chill. But they show him in it, and I even was looking there to see if it, I could recognize him. And I can barely recognize this guy from like the roles he had when he was younger. I don't. know, Maybe it's just because he's getting older and like he's he's getting rid of his you know teenage face. But yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he certainly looks different. I mean, when you mentioned Kick Ass. Mm-hmm. I that didn't. You would think that would immediately jump out at me because he's the you know the yeah the, central the, character the titular character there. Yeah. But yeah, I you know what I actually quite liked him in this, and I I, I think although again it was it was a little odd that he's the only EOD guy ever, so he has to be in all these situations <laughs> with the Motus <laughs> and Godzilla <laughs> showing up. But at the same time, uh, he's he does at least serve a purpose. It's not like it just happens to happen to him. They're just, hey, I'm EOD, and all right, well then, congratulations, you're on the mission. And, he's also a very likable kind oh, of yeah. hero character. Yeah. Now, do they ever outright say that he's like? I know he says you know U.S. Navy, but I mean, is he a SEAL? Because just says lieutenant. In the he United just he States just says Navy. lieutenant, and he says EOD, and I. But it just seemed like he was really familiar with things like. You know, jumping out of a plane for a halo jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that maybe a seal would be a lot more familiar with than yeah. You know, maybe you're just your run of the mill EOD. I don't know how, exactly how the EOD runs around and does things for the for the U.S. Navy, but that's that's just my question. I I thought he was a seal in my head. He was a seal. I'm gonna go ahead and say he was a seal because 
guy was using all kinds of guns and guy knew how to do halo jumps and stuff like that and i it just that just st- said seal to me so i assumed he was a yeah. navy yeah. seal but i didn't know if that ever got established and i just didn't notice or not yeah. so i don't know if, no, if any anybody was savvy so. enough to see like a seal patch on his uniform at the beginning of the movie or anything like that uh. yeah i i even remember when he said like you know i'm lieutenant something us navy and i remember even thinking like i don't remember his rank insignia yeah, no, I mean, he's... Because, so I'm, I'm sitting there like, huh, I, I, I thought he was some private that jumped out. Like, oh, he's an <laughs> officer. Oh. Okay. Because he looks young, so I, I, I kind of... Anyway. yeah. I So anyway, I liked him quite a bit in this movie. But uh, what did you think of the Motus? Now, I'm going to ask you, Jen, because you, you're sort of... Between the three of us, I think you probably have the most Godzilla... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, wouldn't, I don't know if experience. I've seen quite a few of them as well. But you're probably the most affluent on Godzilla. So I don't know. What did you think of the Motus? I I liked them. I felt like they were a very appropriate type monster for him to fight. Um, the only thing I felt like was that they looked a little too mechanical. Mm-hmm. The the heads and like the faces of them to me looked more transformer than. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla you know monster. now that you say that I yeah they they looked very much like some of the transformers that you would see in the Bay films. Like a mechanical right sort of machine head. Yeah. So other than that, I was fine. I really didn't care. Mm-hmm. But I liked that they still had the bad guy aura, even against Godzilla, where you were rooting for Godzilla and you wanted him to kill them and you wanted him to be the kind of hero to take them out. They did that. They executed that perfectly because whenever you have another monster, you take on that like almost sympathy for Godzilla and rooting for him, right. even though he's supposed to be this awful mm-hmm. monster that could kill everyone yeah. You know, you kind of switch into that. Yeah, go Godzilla. And they did that perfectly. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think they and did that's a, really my only issue. Yeah. They did a good job in the movie of of establishing that Godzilla isn't a bad guy. He's just he's a force of nature. And when these yeah. other things show up, it's kind of his places. He shows up to to get rid of them and that's that's his thing. He just he just hunts the other giant thing, the other what do they call them kaijus in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the term mot, uh, Muto, I should say. Muto, yeah. Muto, a massive, unidentified terrestrial organism. Yep. And uh, I, I think, I, I, you know, it would make sense if they kept using that in the next movies to describe, you know, Rodan, because they would also be unidentified terrestrial organisms, right? Unless they were, yeah. they came from space, but I don't really think we're ready to go there yet. <laughs> I, I, I do think that they will go out of their way to, to name them properly or individually. I'm uh, sure I'm sure they will, but I think I think Muto just becomes like the term like, like oh we have this new Muto we've designated Mothra. There you an go. Umbrella term for yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I like the term, but yeah, I mean it, they they do establish that Godzilla he's not wrecking cities because he wants to. He's he's hunting the Mutos down and hunting the uh, the giant creatures down. I mean, he's just he's just a force of nature that just leaves a path of destruction and whenever he, wherever he goes. And I mean, I get it. I have a toddler. I understand how that works, <laughs> so I can get behind that. I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's how it works. You know, yeah. If you had a toddler who was some three hundred meters high, yeah, he'd do exactly what Godzilla was doing. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, so Jeff, I got to ask you, what did you think of that hot Mudo on Mudo action? <laughs> Nuzzling. In terms of the fight scenes, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was. There was that mating scene where they mm. they lingered a little longer than I was comfortable with. I'm like, okay, <laughs> guys, I don't I don't actually want to know the mechanics of how this is going to work. So, can we just? They nuzzled their like machine heads together for a second. <laughs> yeah, 
And then they, then they cut away like they always do for the good parts. Yeah. PG-13. But Yeah, I, I just... I, yeah, they lingered too long. Like, they get together and it's like, okay, we get it. We know. We don't need to... You don't need to show anything right now, please. Can you see... Maybe... Can you show the girl again getting screaming or something? <laughs> That's all she did. She screamed. But is extremely good at finding her family in large, crowded arenas. Yes, she is. Yeah. For like, all of uh, 10, 20 seconds when she got on the scene to spot him. Yeah, I know. She was uh, she was right there. And uh, that looked like... I mean, that looked like a pretty big stadium. I'm assuming it's where the 49ers play. Yeah. Um, hang yeah. on. Levi's Stadium? Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So I'm assuming that's where that was supposed to be. Because uh, it's it's certainly not AT&T Park. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> Or candlestick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us dropping names. We know sports here. <laughs> yeah, I just, I thought that was a little weird. So now Godzilla and and the Mudos. They, I mean, other well, they have that last battle, right? The one that's in uh in San Francisco proper. But other than the Hawaii one, which I've already mentioned, kind of happens entirely in a news broadcast being sleepily watched by Sam later. Was was there another <laughs> battle I actually missed? Um, I mean, not between the monsters. Like there, right. there were some scenes where the uh, female Mudo was. I know was she, taking she, on she a rocked, squad uh, of Marines in a train. <laughs> yeah, she was in a uh, Las Vegas, right? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They had crashed the... at a mountain, went straight to Vegas. <laughs> which, which is what you do. I mean, honestly, if I awoke for the first time in however many thousand years, and I was that close to Vegas, that'd probably be my first stop too. <laughs> Hell yeah! So I, I can't blame her. I don't understand why the female would not have wings and the male would, other than the male needs to find a way to get to where he's going, and the female needed to find a way to make sure she stayed landlocked so that they could yeah. actually meet at San Francisco. I mean, uh, sexual dimorphism works out in nature, but uh, to be to, to be that extreme where one has different abilities than the other like that uh, seems a bit odd. But. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I don't know the science of how mudos work. So. It would, I, I think it was too tempting for them to have one fly. That's just such a standard in Godzilla movies for yeah. one of his enemies or more to be flying that it would have been pretty irresistible. Um, right. Yeah. So no. Uh, now I've actually I'm I'm pretty familiar with Godzilla and his standard set of abilities. He seemed weaker in this than he has been in some of his other maybe more conventional appearances in the Japanese films. I mean, I have I have seen a movie where where Godzilla stands and takes an asteroid to the face, and the thing <laughs> levels the entire city he's standing in, and Godzilla is just standing there and shrugging it off like nothing happened. And then these Mudos are just kind of pushing him around a little bit, and he's just flailing on the ground. And in my head, I'm thinking, you took an asteroid to the face, and you just it was like nothing happened, like a bath. Mm. Now, I mean, he's done some silly things. Like he is—he's used his atomic breath to like launch himself like a rocket in the past. So I understand you can't necessarily take <laughs> all of that as as being absolute to the to the Godzilla mythos. But I, I don't want to use the word realism in a film about <laughs> giant monsters. But I do get the sense, in all seriousness, that they are trying for these creatures, and I'm assuming they will do so in the second films, mm -hmm. which will be interesting to have them grounded in. In, yeah, I, I how do you hate, say, I like, uh, to, to limit the stretching of the disbelief? 
I guess, yeah. is the best way to say Like, you get one miraculous exception, and that miraculous exception is that this thing exists in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So anything else you do yeah. needs to be in reality, because you, you used your, your get-out-of-jail-free card yeah. to make me believe that there was a prehistoric alpha predator giant <laughs> atomic-breathing lizard. So when you see a building fall on him, mm-hmm. and him and him be a bit, you know... Yeah, exactly. The building falls on him, and I'm like, I yeah. have seen you. You 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 took nukes, <laughs> you know. I I, I basically uh, I, and this might I might be stealing Jen's joke, but I basically saw that as like a honey badger nap. You know, the honey badger in nature is known <laughs> to like after a particularly vicious fight, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, rest up, <laughs> yep. and then and then somehow survive and live to fight another day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he just he uh, felt off. <laughs> felt a little underpowered. And the the flying Muto, uh, he died in a particularly quick and silly way as well. Yeah. Like I even I I went back and watched it a couple times to just to make sure like <laughs> I didn't miss something that was far more brutal than what I actually saw. Yeah. And I'm like, no, he just got hit with Godzilla's tail into a building. Whip, it, it was just like a fire. Uh, um, it was just like a fly swatter. Yeah, just basically. <laughs> And you're, you're sitting there like, well, that was you couldn't do that in Honolulu. <laughs> I guess it wasn't actually Honolulu; it was on Hawaii. But yeah, still, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Speaking of Honolulu scene, though, this bothered me. All right, <laughs> if a tsunami's coming, you don't just leave your dog tied to a tree. Oh my god, I was so sad. I was like, Jeff can attest to this. I was like, oh, doggy, run! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, so did the dog it. not immediately get away after that? Oh though? yeah, the dog got away. They they yeah. showed specifically the dog broke the, broke off the leash and ran past all the people. Uh, and I think you're supposed to believe, and I'm choosing to believe that the dog got away. Yeah. Uh, but still, whoever's dog that was, uh, you're a terrible dog owner and a terrible person. Yep. And I hope that Godzilla killed you. <laughs> yep. Well, odds are. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I I hope I hope that that whoever tied the dog to the tree and then left him there and didn't go back to get him and just ran away. I hope that person's dead. Yep. My right. only other problem with the Hawaii scene, other than the cutaway, which we've covered, yeah, yeah, we've talked about, the was cutaway. the was the group of about ten soldiers who decided that small arms fire was the answer. If, you know, <laughs> in every building. single one of these, I understand when you, you want to have a military presence in these movies, but you know, I I have to believe that even when you, your orders are to engage the enemy, like once it just starts shrugging off your bullets. You would think, the, like, whoever was there would just call to their superiors and be like, okay, so the guns aren't working. What else you got? Instead of just, we're just going to keep shooting them. It looks silly. And it, ha- it happened yeah. more than once in this movie where everyone's just, like, shooting standard weapons that don't work at the creature over and over again. Like, you know, yeah. we, even when, like, people are, like, they're doing the halo jumps and the whatnot, they have the, <laughs> your standard military layout of equipment. I think at one point, uh, Ford actually pulls out a 9 mil. Yeah, and, yeah, he does. Like, okay, yeah. so what? What are you gonna do? Tickle yeah. it to death? Yeah. He he was literally <laughs> he was literally doing the same move that uh, Martin Lawrence does in one of the Bad Boys films on a on a on an old highway overpass, uh, like on his back, like pointing towards. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pointing towards the screen. I'm like, well, what does he think that's going <laughs> to accomplish? Yeah, it, uh, it it's an overused cliche, and I just think. In, in a real-life situation where the giant prehistoric creatures were destroying everything, mm. uh, the members of the U.S. military would probably figure it out a little faster. Well, they, they'd already witnessed them destroy a city and a half and eat a couple of warheads at that point, yeah. too. So. Now, why didn't, why didn't they eat all the warheads, other than the story needed one warhead? 
I guess they were full. I, <laughs> I don't that was really weird to me when that happened, because they're like, oh, there's one warhead left. And I'm like shaking my head like, what? What? How? Why would it leave the one? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Crazy mudos. All right. Uh, before I talk about like the final Mudo battle and and Godzilla doing his 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 big finish, and I won't I won't spoil that on our own podcast. We'll talk about it in a little bit. There was this weird, and I don't know if this is just an, uh, the result of all the the rewrites, but when when uh, Ken Watanabe introduces Godzilla and he specifically says we called him Gojira, Gojira, yeah. which uh, you have to because that's what they would call him. And so he says Gojira, and then later he says Godzilla, and then everyone else starts saying Godzilla, and then he goes back to Gojira. And I maybe did I miss something? Was there at some point when they decided like, okay, so he's Gojira, he's Gojira, we're not going to call him that, we're going to call him something else. <laughs> and then he gets on board with that for a couple of hours, and he thinks like, nope, I got to stay true to my homeland, and then goes back to Gojira. Like that was just I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I, when when he says and introduces his name and he says Gojira, yeah, that w- that in my head started the line of of logic of all right. So I need to trace when they switch from Gojira to Godzilla, <laughs> and the next time his name is spoken, it is spoken by the same character again, except this yeah. time he calls him Godzilla. I gotta put that down to poor editing or something. <laughs> yeah, there's you would well, think that's it's just some... like English interpretation of Gojira. Like, is that just? The English word for it. I I think basically yeah that it worked better as Godzilla than Gojira, and and they're they're phonetically similar. And I would believe yeah. that if he says Gojira, and then the Americans just start saying Godzilla. Yeah, why but, not? But if he slips. he's he's the first one who says Godzilla, <laughs> and he's the one who introduced him as Gojira, and then everyone else starts calling him Godzilla, and then he goes back to Gojira. Yeah. And so maybe they felt they needed. More people saying it for trailers and things like that, or <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> I, I was. It just made me shake my head and think, okay, and maybe I missed it, but I was I was trying to pay attention to it just so I could catch it, and it really did feel like suddenly we were just calling him Godzilla for no other reason than because that's the name of the movie. Well, I think it's it, to Americans it is just Godzilla, so they were gonna stick with that. But yeah, I bet more than anything they just really wanted the the official Gojira line yeah. in there once and then they were kind of done with it like just to throw it in but all along it was going to be godzilla right so, I, it yeah just, it's just it's one it, of those there things needed to be some string that connected those two to show yeah mm-hmm. you know i like i said i I'd, I'd be pretty forgiving you don't need to explicitly say it to me but if it was only the american people saying godzilla and ken watanabe yeah. was the only one saying gojira i could totally buy it as it was just a translation deal and these guys weren't going to say the, the name they translated it but Ken Watanabe was the first person to speak the word Godzilla, <laughs> and that was what kind of got me. Like, no, wait, why did you change it? Yeah, because they could have cut to like some military guy misunderstanding, going, "What was this, the Godzilla?" Like, and it just yeah. goes from there. But yeah, there was no explanation for that. <laughs> so that that kind of irked me, and I needed to at least bring that up. That that was yeah. I I really wanted to see that that go better. So now let's talk. All right, so Godzilla versus the female Mudo. Again, even in the Mudos in general, I really, I'm kind of upset, first of all, that that Godzilla didn't just immediately destroy them, because he's Godzilla. Uh, I mean, he's the the alpha predator, right? And it seemed like that these two things would have killed him if it wasn't for some punk American EOD guy who happened to set (laughs) off an explosion nearby. And then, then, so Godzilla's able to kill the, the, the flying one. 
And then I guess he forgot that the the mother was still around or something, because he seemed like the mother had plenty of time to to figure out what she was doing and yeah. go do something else. I I don't. I, it just when this is the final showdown and this is what you're finally showing me Godzilla doing some stuff. I really kind of felt like I wanted to see Godzilla not be in peril. Hmm. And just completely yeah. throw down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I wanted. I was really sad when I thought he just dead. Really? Yeah. Oh, you can ask Jeff. I was like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, he opened his eyes. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> you, you knew he was going to be alive in the end, but, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a weird way to end it. Him I, being like, you know, mortally. Yeah, I, I, I was to make him more sympathetic because you're kind of supposed to keep rooting for him because we're going to see him against all these other monsters. I, you know, and I guess when he, I listen, I'm okay if when he goes to fight Rodan, it's rough and he gets he gets this beat up a little bit. But these mudos, like these, <laughs> these guys, I mean, they're they're the job squad. These guys are just there. <laughs> these are triple A uh, monsters. Yeah, in the, in the franchise. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like these guys, they they're just there to make Godzilla look good. And I think the the idea that Godzilla likely may have had an issue and may have been killed if it wasn't for that that very convenient explosion, just to, to make us feel good. I guess you know, just go, yeah, America, we we saved Godzilla. <laughs> I just, I didn't like that. I wanted to, and I'm okay with Godzilla, like, having to, you know, figure out how to get the upper hand against the two guys. I would have liked it if Godzilla did that on his own without the use of a convenient plot device. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that they had gone with the Jurassic Park ending of him, you know, standing <laughs> <laughs> over his vanquished foe and screaming his his lungs out. Like the oh, yeah, instead. like the, yeah. yeah. Instead of okay. getting up after a hard night, <laughs> yeah, dusting, dusting himself off and tr- trudging back into the ocean. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I really would have rid- rather that he he pulled himself up by his bootstraps and wrecked the other Mudos, and then let loose the big old Godzilla scream, and just went back to the ocean like, and I guess I'm done here. <laughs> I this the just him falling down for no really good reason, and then taking a long nap. I just, I wasn't a, a big fan of that. Hmm. So, and I guess, and maybe that's maybe why I'm kind of lukewarm on the movie is because I, I just wanted to see Godzilla. And when you finally show me Godzilla, you show me Godzilla getting beat up by some guys we just made up. You know, it's what, yeah. it's not Rodan. It's not Mothra. It's not Mecha Godzilla. It's just some guys. You know, I think perhaps they're getting caught up with the, like, you know, it's a, it's a common thing in movies to have a character uh, shown to be vulnerable, right? And then, like, you know, be in peril and then <laughs> overcome it. <laughs> but I, I don't know that that's the, the best course of action. Well, it's it not always. <laughs> in a Godzilla I mean, movie with Godzilla himself. Like. We, we on Hero Talk have, have talked about this uh, with, with Equilibrium, where, you know, you were able to end that movie with a very good scene at the end without, you know, showing your hero in unnecessary peril, but, you know, just showing, okay, he's able to overcome. You can make it a, a very compelling scene without having to show, like, uh-oh, how's he going to get the upper hand? Oh, good thing that thing exploded. <laughs> yeah. Now, in terms of how he killed the female Mudo, I was a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <pretty cool. laughs> Me too. Well, I, did, I tell you, I didn't see it coming. Like, when it... <laughs> like, I, 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 knew, I knew that he would bust out the radioactive breath at some point, or at least I was hoping. Mm-hmm. At that point, we we're at the 80-minute mark, and I don't think yeah. I'd seen much in the way of breath. But... Yeah, he used it once on the female before the male showed up. Yeah. And this was... Yeah. I, have the, I had the closed captioning on, so it was really kind of odd, because... 
the closed captioning's on, and all of a sudden, it th- this is what it calls it. When he starts to use it, it says, Atomic Breath Whirring. No. <laughs> I'm like, huh, I guess I'm about to see the Atomic Breath. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. He's a wind-up toy, you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, and I like the effect where, like, all of his... And I, I don't remember if this happened in any of the other incarnations, or at least any of the more recent other incarnations, but, like, did his spines always glow when he used the Atomic Breath? Sure. <sighs> New to me, but maybe Jen would know. <laughs> She's yeah. not that I remember, but I—I I mean, I have to admit, I watched all of these when I was very little. I'm talking five, six, seven years yeah. old, so I don't remember, but it's—I could see it very well being possible. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I think I'm—I'm I'm thinking I remember something like that, and probably some like electrical effects on his spines in some of the movies he did it. In. And then I think it's, he also has he has another like next level atomic breath that's pretty intense. I when mean, you that think one's about red, it, but yeah. When you think about it, it's the complete reverse Smaug. You know, Smaug is the belly glow red. Yeah. And then Godzilla has the other side the electrical blue. Well, so did the freaking Muto. <laughs> yeah. That, mm-hmm. He had a glowing belly too. Well, yeah. but that was her eggs, I believe. Yeah. yeah that was her prego cool. belly. The way they were glowing was kind of. Interesting. Yeah. But no, I've seen a picture of, and I just remembered this, I've seen the picture of Godzilla from one of the many, you know, actual Japanese Godzilla movies where his spikes, if you will, were glowing. So mm-hmm. I don't think it may have only been that once. And I think it was in the 80s or 90s. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure that actually has happened. Yeah, I'm before. fairly certain now that I've I've thought about it that in the in the 80s or 90s and some of those films that's when they started doing it. I just couldn't remember if that was happening in the 60s. Probably not. <laughs> As I imagined back then that his his atomic breath was basically just a fire extinguisher hose coming out of the suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, not to interrupt, but I have to just I just read this. Apparently, um, Legendary's Godzilla is set to be featured as a playable character in Bandai Namco's PlayStation 3 slash PlayStation 4 exclusive fighting game simply titled Godzilla. Have you guys heard of this? No. I've I've not heard of this at all. (laughs) What? It's Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, they've <laughs> made they've made really? a ton of Godzilla fighting games mm. in the past, yeah. so. But I don't think I, I've ever actually seen one. No, there's there's been quite a few of them. None of them I don't think have ever done all that great. Oh, when sure. you say when you say fighting, do you mean traditional like six button? There's been a couple like there have been fight. like some like traditional <laughs> six button like you know fight. Oh my god! And then there's been some where you're like almost in an isometric city and you're fighting uh, while like you know you're also destroying the city as well and. That that I can kind of get, but the thought of like having like you know f- fire like <laughs> down, fire down, down down forward Why? forward shuriken yeah. Godzilla back forward like uh, come on <laughs> yeah I know you know what I think probably the best Godzilla video game is still just Rampage from the eighties yeah yeah I gotta agree <laughs> in tribute though it is uh, King Kong meets Godzilla yeah. although uh, now that I think of it the Godzilla in that game is probably a bit more ninety eight than it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Still a fun yeah. game, though. That's hor- that's horrifying news, Jen. Thank you for uh, bringing that to our attention. Anytime. Well, that's, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, you just you just brought us to a grinding halt. I know. We're just we're it. there's this shock now. It's like, oh, are we still trying to do this? Make the Godzilla <laughs> fighting game happen? All right. Well, now that we're 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 kind of past the tent poles of the film, and I think there's there's one like key thing that we haven't discussed, and I know we're all in agreement on it because it would have come up otherwise. But 
What did you think of the uh, the Godzilla design in this movie? Absolutely, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I, I don't think I have it. I liked that it. it was a little bit different, but it just it felt like such a throwback. Now, sure, I'm I'm sure that part of it has to do with how bad uh, the 98 one looked. It was pretty but, bad, yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. But when I saw him, I was just, I couldn't have been happier. I was thrilled. I thought he looked couldn't have looked better. I, I like that when you look at him, you see Godzilla. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I'm I'm kind of a fan of like the 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 late '90s, early 2000s, where Godzilla is maybe a little bit thinner. The spines are a little bit more pronounced, and he's he's almost got like a thinner, longer, more usable arm. However, uh, again, because this the purpose of this movie was to finally prove to Japan that America could make a Godzilla film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, the idea that I looked at him and I saw Godzilla and he had the Godzilla scream and he did Godzilla stuff, um, then yes, absolutely, I am perfectly okay with the the way he looked. And I was actually a pretty big fan. I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? I, I really liked it. He was a, liver, a little heavier set. That's you know what I mean. <laughs> than I was yeah. expecting him yeah. to be, but it was he, he's not like chunky Godzilla. He's just like meteor. Um, I mean, it, if he's supposed to be the alpha predator, then he looks the part. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's certainly you, 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 there's no way you could possibly picture a humanoid uh, operator inside a rubber suit anymore. Right. Like they've gone so far away from that towards making him look more like a, a proper lizard slash animal. That uh, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. It uh, it had all the hallmarks that you were expecting. Um, it didn't, and on top, you know, as somebody who doesn't really, I don't, I haven't seen anywhere near as many Godzilla films as you two have. You know, forgive me when I say that some of the older designs looked downright goofy. No, that's that's true. <laughs> and this did not look goofy. This looked, you know, like Saurian, reptilian, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to use. Right. And it looked like a proper monster. Like uh, it did, it did not. Like it didn't have the stupid grin <laughs> that's almost there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I give you that. Yep. He kind of sometimes has that silly smile thing going. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was particularly, and this is what I probably paid attention to because you can kind of have this body and get the face totally wrong like in the the 98 one we got the face totally wrong i mean the thing did not look at all like godzilla or any representation of godzilla and oh man i can still remember you remember when they had all those promos for that movie and they showed this is how bigger godzilla how much bigger godzilla is than the the tyrannosaurus rex yeah and no it was still was still stupid so it was still too small and I want to say mm-hmm. this Godzilla is actually, I, I've seen the size charts. I think this Godzilla was proportioned to be the largest Godzilla yeah. that they've ever yeah. had. It was mm-hmm. almost too big. Uh, almost. I would say quite. almost. I mean, it, how big Godzilla needs to be really depends on how big Godzilla is fighting. Yeah, you know? I guess. Yeah. But it, oh. I, I like. I don't so much like a Godzilla that towers over the skyscrapers because I still want him to you know, interact with them and to knock them onto stuff, but... I I do like that he is he's a bit bigger and so I you don't get the same sense that you know the smaller Godzilla was it, it, it was taken down by a couple of missiles basically <laughs> whereas yeah. this Godzilla I feel could have probably taken a couple of missiles and shrugged him off 
long as you didn't knock yeah. the building on him, then you'd have to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the the whole the whole believability of this film was going to hinge on the design, and I you know I was very pleased to see that they got that right, in yeah. including the noise, which we all agree is also oh. a very important component. Oh yeah, that's it's a, it's the noise, the face, the mouth. I like that the mouth actually looks reptilian. Mm. Yes. It really does. Yeah, just to put it out there, because I think I, I tossed out, I think, 300 meters before, and that was off. He's actually about 150 meters tall, which is 500 feet, which is the tallest incarnation of Godzilla to date. I know that we don't normally spend a lot of time speculate, speculating on sequels, but uh, as 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 glad as I as I am that they got the Godzilla design like really nice and believable and 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 yet uh, you know respectful of the old design, I'm looking at the uh, the rest of the uh, uh, rogues gallery shall we say <laughs> yeah i'm very concerned about their ability to be able to pull off a not ridiculous looking mothra <laughs> no mothra is the only one i'm truly worried about they can do the other ones but yeah. mothra yeah, you're just looking like how do you, how do you not just make it a stupid giant moth yeah, and because... how am, how am I supposed to be on unless you, Mothra's the undercard for the fight with Rodan? That's the only other thing I could think of. But yeah, because e- even like, have you ever seen an emperor moth up close? Oh, yeah, they... it's it's not pretty. No, no, they they basically just like big stupid versions of other moths. Like, <laughs> and they're real. So like, how how are they going to manage to pull it off? Like, um, okay, like Mothra doesn't need to be terrifying because right. that's i mean because it is you know kind of sort of alien looking but i i'm just worried it's gonna look goofy because every could. every time i google mothra i look <laughs> at the pictures and i just like i i can't help but just right up it's just so silly looking <laughs> i know but people man yeah. i'm telling you people love mothra yeah. Now me, yeah. I like Rodan. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> and I think Rodan, I mean, you give Rodan the same treatment Godzilla got and it'll look just as intimidating oh. as Godzilla will. No, it'll yeah. it'll work. Yeah. But yeah, I I agree Mothra and the like the only way I can think of it works is Mothra isn't the main villain for lack of a better word. That Mothra's just there to set up something else for Godzilla to do. I think they're going to have to err on the side of making Mothra more insectoid rather than fuzzy. Yes, you're probably well, you know, fuzzy. I can't, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but there was a movie with King Ghidorah that I believe Mothra and Rodan were all in, and it was like two or three of them were up against the one. So yeah, yeah. it could be another one of those where Mothra yeah. is with Godzilla against Whoever, and oh, in that yeah, case, yeah. the design might not be as important because it's a side thing. I'm. I don't think I don't I'm know. ready for Godzilla team ups at this point. <laughs> I don't think I am either. But who knows? They might do I, it. I think that in back to the the R word, the realism that I used earlier. I I I think if they're going to stick with a believable. <laughs> that, that thing, then it's going to be. If you want to have a believable giant moth creature, <laughs> I, I think they're going to stick with the 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 simple explanation of he's the apex predator and his he's just naturally his instinct is just to kick ass and take these other things down and none of this like you know uh, so. tag team stuff. <laughs> I mean, I really don't like any of the other ones, and I'm down for them all dying. So. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I yeah. don't know what they'll do, though. Godzilla must be the king. If if anyone's going to help Godzilla, then let it be Gamera. 
<laughs> oh, Gamera. Now that's one I don't remember at all. Yeah, Gam- Gamera was its own. It, Gamera was the big giant turtle that was in its own set of monster movies. And it, I know of Gamera because Gamera was on a lot of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies. Uh, and that's that's how I know Gamera. So Godzilla, I know because I was a fan of Godzilla movies, and Gamera, I know because I'm a fan of schlocky comedy. So <laughs> that let, that should probably be your indication of how how, <laughs> how important Gamera is next to Godzilla. Uh, King Kong is still up there too. I don't know if you could make that happen. I heard talk. Now the King Kong thing—that's just me talking out of my butt. But I heard talk like <laughs> Legendary has the rights to Godzilla. And Legendary also has the rights to uh, the Pacific Rim characters. And I, I've heard talks. Now, this is this is just somebody, you know, much like me, just talking out of his butt. But the Pacific Rim guys are saying, like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if Godzilla would uh, have some of our guys in it? Or, you know, have a, some crossover with uh, all of our monsters and Godzilla fighting them? Hmm. And, yeah, I guess it kind of would be, except if that were to works out that, like, Godzilla needs to pair up with the Jaegers... <laughs> but I don't know. But then, then it doesn't really work because okay, so hey, where were you guys when the Mudos were all running around, huh? Yeah. Really could have used yeah. your fellas there. <laughs> and you know, it doesn't it doesn't work with the the different pardon the expression the different universes. I guess the different lores that they've established they don't work yeah. together. But I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't Pacific Rim like super into the future? Is that was that? I don't remember exactly. Uh, well, it it enough into the future that yeah yeah. It, I don't. So yeah. <laughs> I suppose if you want to do a crossover again, we don't usually talk about hypothetical crossovers on on Hero Talk. But if you wanted to do a crossover, probably the way you make that work is so after all this stuff happens, then all these creatures start popping up. Yeah, and then you know, at some point, somebody wakes up the original Godzilla, and then he shows up with everyone, and you know, works with the Jaegers to try to take down the other things because he wants to. But all right, so it could work, and I I think that'd be neat, and I'd like to see it because uh, Pacific Rim was was fun from what little I've seen of it, and I do intend to finally watch the whole movie one day, but hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, it's one of those movies that would be a good hero talk, so I won't watch it until I have to do so for a hero talk, because I can't waste precious hero talk time wasting that on a movie that I'm just going to have to watch again. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, anyway, I think we've gotten to the point where we can now talk about what our favorite part of the movie is. So, I'm going to start with Jeff, because I'm I'm really interested in what Jen's favorite part was. Uh, So, we're going to get the the riffraff out of the way first. Jeff! (laughs) Um, for me, for me, um, probably the proper reveal in Hawaii, because that's the first time you get to really see him in full profile and hear him roar and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet I, at the same time, I did have a lot of problems yeah. <laughs> with Hawaii, but still. And that, that that's where the scene ended. The, probably. the intro was very, uh, impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'd have to say that. And it's not a perfect scene by any stretch of the imagination, but it was, it was memorable. And I, I you know, it was worth waiting the 55 minutes to see him finally yeah. to, to see him um you know introduced in that way so all right yeah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna go next because we're gonna we're gonna save jen for last my favorite part was actually and this was i feel bad using this one because this was in all the trailers for it mm. was that the halo jump where they're they're going yeah. into san francisco and the halo jump and like it, there's smoke everywhere from all the fires and all the destruction and you get these uh these these military guys who are dropping in and as they're dropping in like you can see godzilla through the fog as they're all just kind of like in the one point you're looking like through the goggles of ford as he's looking like you know oh holy cow like now i'm just dropping next to this big old giant prehistoric monster right now 
And it was, I I love the visuals and how it worked. And you sort of like, you almost get the feel for, you know, he's like, so we're going to jump into this and we don't know where we're going to land. And somewhere down there are giant monsters. Good luck. And I just, I I loved it when in the previews, it's what got me excited for the movie. And when I even watched the movie, I still found myself like, I really love that scene. So that's my favorite Mm. part. All right, Jen. (laughs) I'm kind of stuck between two. I think my favorite favorite is the reveal too. I hear what you guys are saying about how it was kind of cut short, yeah. but the the few seconds that I saw him, <laughs> right when I saw him, to me, that was enough because I was just so happy how he looked. It just felt so epic. And mm-hmm. I really love the end when he wakes up and it, it, it says on the news, like, King of the Monsters, Savior of our city. I just thought that felt so really epic. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> call me a dork, but I, I loved that scene. I, I thought I, it was a, it was a little... um. Yeah, it was uh, more like, well, I wonder whose movie this was that you guys are in. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to call him King of the Monsters. Whatever. I mean, it just it felt to me like whenever like when Superman like starts using his powers and somebody decides we should call you Superman and then it sticks. That's what it kind of felt like they were doing here. But yeah, I I guess it's inevitable that they're going to do that in those movies. Yeah, I suppose you had to it had to come. If I could give an honorable mention, though, I would have to say it's probably Godzilla opening the female Mudo's mouth and atomic breaking <laughs> right into her. Like, the kiss of death, yeah. The, the reason why I wouldn't actually call it my favorite is because I was kind of bracing myself for her to explode. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I'm like, oh, man. And then and then she just kind of dies and falls Died, down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, see, I was, I was kind of hoping for explosion, so... That's why it didn't actually make my favorite scene, but that's what it would have taken <laughs> in order for it to actually be my favorite scene. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so I guess now we're at the time of Hero Talk. we got we got to give the sucker a score. There I don't go. know. Uh, <laughs> so, Jeff, <laughs> what would you give Godzilla? I will honestly give this a uh, four radioactive Mudo eggs out of five. <laughs> I, I quite, I quite enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I, I didn't have, a, you know, I don't have much Godzilla history, so I went into it, you know, without any baggage. <laughs> yeah. I, I really just, I, you know, I had the two things I wanted to, to like the design. I wanted to like all aspects of the design of the main creature, and I didn't want a uh, I didn't want a towering inferno ensemble cast where everyone and their uncle needed screen time, and it, and it would just was overly complicated by too many human characters. Uh, I I think they got that balance between the the monsters for an origin film. They got the balance between the monsters and the human elements uh, right, and it'll give them all the freedom to uh, amp it up to the nth degree with uh, double the monsters in right. <laughs> in the second movie. So yeah, well, I yeah. think what I like is is kind of following up on you is that even though I know some Godzilla history, I'm still able to come in and enjoy the movie as as its own thing. And be yeah. able to see it as its own complete piece. And I, I really appreciate that they didn't try to end this with some kind of, like, sequel. That they kind of <laughs> left it on its own and left it to, to stand on its own. And so I was I was a little nervous they were going to, you know, right after Godzilla goes into the sea. Because there was a nuclear explosion out to sea somewhere. And yeah. apparently these guys just hang out close to the surface where that sort of thing can awaken them. And so I was a little nervous we were going to see the Mothra wing or something. <laughs> yeah. Some no, I, I heard somebody say that, like, Mothra was, like, the, there was a canister, there was something in some office somewhere that said Mothra <laughs> on it. 
Yeah. I don't. Did you guys notice that at all? I, I didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't no. either. And I, I think it's kind of silly. Like, don't, don't try to play that whole winky nudge nudge thing. Like, do your own thing. We get it. It's Godzilla, Mothra, and Brodan, and King Ghidorah, and Mecha Godzilla. Is are they out there? <laughs> Although, at least if they did it, they didn't make it so obvious because all three of us didn't notice. Yeah. Well, so that's to me, true. it's cool if they did it in such a subtle way that it's a flash. You have to look for it yeah. to see it. That's kind of yeah. cool. I'll, I'm literal, okay with that. A little yeah. Easter egg, you know, like that's just yeah. there for the right. keen observer and, and a little more. So, yeah, yeah, there's some times where they gets a little. Uh... Uh, one my, my example I will give is a movie that did, did the Easter egg that's so blatantly in your face that I just got angry about it was in uh in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when when Indiana Jones is in that warehouse which is clearly the warehouse from the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And at first I thought it was a little bit of a neat easter egg that he'd be there and you're like, "Oh, get it? He's in the same place. The ark's in there somewhere. That'd be cool." And then they actually knock over a crate and the crate knocks open and the ark's standing there and they linger on it for a while like, "Remember this movie, guys?" <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. So, yeah, I, I think this is, I, if they did it, and I don't remember if they did it, but that's the way to do it. Just show the shop and then move on so that I'm not sitting there looking like, oh, I get it, Mothra's in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so, so Jen, now we're on you. What what would you score, Godzilla? I normally come up with some kind of cool rating. I love this movie. I'm not going to try to flash it up. I'm just going <laughs> to give it four stars out of five. I know that there were some issues with it, and you know I agree with you guys on some things, but it really couldn't have been much better for me. I absolutely loved it. I had so much fun watching it. I loved the way he looked, the way he sounded, hmm. the way he moved. So I'm a big fan of this movie. All right. So I guess I no I I tried to think of like some some funny things to come up with for my score, hmm. and uh, so here's the best I got. I've I'm going to give Godzilla four. Speeding school buses on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Out of five. That, that bus driver was... Uh, <laughs> she I, was not <laughs> waiting around to, to die. <laughs> I, I, the survival instinct was like, I don't care if you're military, I don't care if you got tanks, I am going now. <laughs> you will get out of my way because I'm a school bus and I can kill you. <laughs> so that was that was, uh, that was a scene that did make me chuckle a little bit, even though horrible sadness was going on around it. Um, and also kind of sad because I like the Golden Gate Bridge and I don't understand why all those Navy ships. Like, what did you guys think was going to happen? What in your history with Godzilla made you think that you were just going to be able to stop him? But uh, yeah. I guess maybe you learned your lesson next time. Let them fight, yeah. which I think is a it was a great line from the movie. And it was probably yeah. going to if I had to guess is probably going to show up on some movie posters for a sequel. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to show Mothra and Rodan and Godzilla and it's just going to say, let them fight. And everyone's going to get so excited and whatever. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if I, I don't know, maybe that's all. I'd be willing to bet that if there's, I don't know if there's been any like reveals or anything at Comic Cons, but if there is or one coming up like in San Diego or something, like they're gonna do that. They're gonna just say let them fight. Yeah. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm gonna sound like a jerk here because <laughs> I'm describing what I bet's gonna happen. It already has, and people are just gonna think I knew about it. But I no, don't I care. I haven't seen it either. But that is a. Re- I would love that tagline if they put yeah. that there. I'm. I don't think it's a bad tagline. I think it'd be very good. So, I mean, that's Godzilla. I think we basically are all sort of all on the same page. Is that even though I was relatively lukewarm on the movie, I still enjoyed it. 
And I'm especially glad that after Labyrinth and Ultraviolet, I actually had a decent movie to watch. <laughs> yeah, we were man, desperate. Man, I tell you, man, Labyrinth was, was bad, and Ultraviolet was not good. And You get a <laughs> string of movies like that, something like, hey, you know what, screw this podcast. I don't, I don't have to do this. This is my spare time. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's actually kind of nice to watch a movie that, one, I really wanted to see and just didn't get a chance to see it in the theaters. Yeah. And and two that you know to have some a reason to see it uh, helped me out and I was glad to see it and because I also I bought it on Black Friday for like super cheap so yeah oh wow yeah it was it was one of my Black Friday purchases so I think I got this thing for like five bucks for the Blu-ray so oh sweet I mean that's that's less than a rental that's less than a movie ticket so I'm I'm okay with with the purchase and I don't know if it's still five bucks out there anywhere maybe you can find it cheap uh. I recommend the movie, honestly. It's I couldn't say that the last couple of podcasts, but this one yeah. I can recommend the movie. I think it's probably something worth going out and and finding. If if uh, if you have any interest in Godzilla, you've probably already it. seen it. Yeah, I, I suppose I should say that. Like I'm I'm on the the far end of this, but yeah, absolutely, you should you should go see it and you should buy it. And uh, there we go. Hey guys, uh, thank you for coming on Hero Talk. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. All right. On behalf of my panel, I just want to thank everyone for joining us. I also want to remind you, if you have a movie that you want to see us discuss or hear us discuss, I'm going to start that over. If you have a movie you want to hear us discuss, or if you want to join in on the panel, you can just email at herotalk at enthusiacs.com. For more podcasts, Let's Plays, articles, videos, reviews, all the good stuff, head to enthusiacs.com, check out the forums, lots of good discussion going on there, and as always... I will see you all right back here for the next Hero Talk. Hero Talk.